Okay, this is Hindsight 2020. This one post NFL week nine, and we are halfway through the season, and Mike and I are 28, 16, and 1 in our super contest picks. Like, that's over 62%. I mean, that is the type of level that you need to be at to be a professional better. But in terms of this contest, it's right where we need to be. I've been saying this all year. We've been doing well. We've been avoiding the disaster weeks. We're grinding along. But that's what it's been. It's it's been a grind. We have yet, I feel, to really run hot. So I'm looking forward to that moving uh, forward here in the second half of the year. You know, the the grind we've been doing, I thought, was epitomized with Mike's ultimate decision. He takes Tampa Bay minus three. Now, should have known he couldn't uh, stick with New England, his original ultimate decision on Thursday. I think Mike just realized that he's just not quite ready to be part of the dark side betting on Belichick, and that's okay. You know, you gotta you gotta make the plays that feel right to you. You gotta stay in your comfort zone to a degree. But as he evolves, Michael start to be okay with the evil genius and more and more picks. But he ends up with Tampa. Game fell right on the number. So in these contests, you get a half a point for a push. And we'll take that. This number didn't really move all week. So it wasn't like there were people winning the game at two and a half. Unfortunately, though, there wasn't people uh, playing the Rams either or playing Tampa at a three and a half. It just sat three all week. I got to tell you, watching the end of this game, Sean McVay looked dejected. It was as if he had no answer, no adjustment as Brady just walked down the field at the end of the game. It was one of those spots where we were losing the game, but there was never a doubt on that drive that we were going to end up getting the go-ahead score and take the three. So we'll take it. Would have rather have a, had a win, but the half point... Those will make a difference down the road. Good pick there for Mike with Tampa. Uh, my ultimate decision did not fare so well. I'm I'm O for my last two here, and Mike poignantly said that Arizona is trash. Arizona is trash. Uh, Kyler Murray. Look, when you don't study tape, when you're too cool for school, when your locker room and your teammates aren't that enthusiastic to be around you, it's inevitable that bad streaks and bad play can continue. Murray has been dreadful. For a mobile quarterback, this guy gets sacked Almost more than anyone with speed that I've ever seen. Things are just falling apart in Arizona. Uh, I thought that this was sort of the trap game. 
It seemed too obvious to take Seattle plus two. And once again, maybe I got a little too clever for my own good. I just have to. I thought it was a good spot to play against Seattle. No, once again, they just deliver the goods. And I obviously have misevaluated Arizona. I knew I was higher on them than most people, but. You got to take that sometimes. Sometimes that's where you want to make your boldest play. You have an opinion on a team that the mass consensus doesn't agree with. Hey, and that's where you go for it. But one thing I've done really well in this contest, I've taken my emotional plays. I've taken my big swings and I've held those for my own cash bets because I'm playing with a partner, because I have a teammate I'm trying to avoid some of the more outlandish things I like to do in in gambling. I've gotten caught with my hand in the cookie jar past couple weeks. Arizona, my bad. Just bad pick on my part all the way around. Chain of custody. All right, now here is where I'm proud of myself. I pushed for this one. I said had not this been the chain of custody pick, Cincinnati would have been my ultimate decision, and they rolled in this one. I had a big cash bet on this game, and I got to be honest, as nice as it is to never sweat your big cash plays, Man, I didn't really get any action out of the game either. I mean, that kind of money, you think you're going to have a thrill ride. This thing was over shortly after the National Anthem. Cincinnati absolutely rolls Carolina. I love finding these double spot plays. Cincinnati off the Monday night football loss. People are writing them off. They're desperate going into their bye. At home, you knew you were going to get full maximum effort from the Bengals. Carolina, big emotional win against Tampa Bay two weeks ago. Then they have the overtime comeback against Atlanta. And then this cross-conference game was sandwiched between the first Atlanta game and a second divisional game against Atlanta that's scheduled for this Thursday. It was just a good spot to bet against the Carolina Panthers. It was a good spot to bet on Cincinnati. They come together. It's a great play. We get the win, and we never even had to sweat this one. Uh, Ugly Betty. This is the who's Washington playing. Look, I know that Washington didn't win this game, and I know Minnesota was in a situation where they really could have easily covered had they been a little bit more aggressive on the offensive side, but that's been Minnesota all year. When I looked this week at Minnesota's margin of victories, they just don't blow people out. They win close games. I think they're massively overrated. Uh, But they win games and they have a great record. Fortunately for us, Washington was able to get pressure on Cousins. They really limited the passing attack of the Vikings. This kept the game close. That's all we asked for with Washington. And since we jumped on the line early in the week, we got three and a half. So this was a win, not a push. Washington Ugly Betty brings it home for us again. Last play, this was a crazy game. The Atlanta Falcons 
plus three and a half. It was our market correction play. This line immediately moved down to three, but we had it locked in at three and a half. I actually like the Chargers in this game. Truth be told, this number got to two and a half. I bet the Chargers. I played it in my own contest, but I told Mike, hey, it's a good number at three and a half. He met me on the Cincinnati pick, which we didn't necessarily agree on. He's been dealing with my god-awful dogs with fleas in Chicago and Arizona. So I said, if you've got a good feel for Atlanta, if you want to go for this game, let's go for it. He did. We actually end up middling. I've never had a situation like that in the contest where the minus two and a half play for the Chargers won and the plus three and a half for Atlanta won. Anyone who played the game on three got a push. So this was just a good job of getting on the number early, seeing where the market was going, and come Sunday having closing line value. Hey, it's the rules of the contest. You can lock in numbers at any time. So it behooves you to have an idea of where lines are going to be a move, lock in the value side early. That's part of the strategy, and I feel my game has come around really well with this, and I also think Mike is getting more and more in tune with it, which is great, because as the season goes, it's not just going to be about picking the winners on Sunday. Sometimes you're just going to end up playing the games where the value lies, and we're both improving at predicting these line movements throughout the week. So 3-1-1 one, and one on the week. It's our 8th out of ninth winning week. We've got to keep pressing forward. We are nowhere near the finish line, but we are in position. Couldn't ask for anything more. We're going to keep it rolling this week, and you can bet on.